Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. My name's Derek Diamond. <laughs> Did you kill your husband by <laughs> slathering his body in sardine oil? <laughs> Sir, I do not recall. <laughs> hey, can you still not hear the music through Discord? I cannot. Oh, that's weird. We're going to have to fix a lot of glitches this week. I don't know what happened to all of our settings, but all of our settings are screwed. It's not like I won't have the time because yeah. <laughs> the, the state's going on lockdown tomorrow night. So is ours. Ours went on lockdown today. I might actually start doing my daily diamond show even on the weekends. I don't see and why just you see- shouldn't. <laughs> and just see how long I can go until this whole thing's over. Because I know for us it's 30 days. Yeah. Hey, you're coming in just a little bit hot. Can you lower down your uh, your yep. for just a second? I don't know why I got so loud. Cause I I don't know what happened. It was like we were all glitchy at first, and now like Discord's coming in like super loud and clear. What there are we doing go. on that, the internet? That should be a little bit better. Stupid internet. My internet's been really, really inconsistent yeah, over the last here. couple of days. It's been weird. It's the government. <laughs> so. I've been wanting to ask you for days now. I've been saving it for the show. What did you think of Tiger King? So I have a lot of thoughts on Tiger King. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I, the, the, short an- the short answer is it is the redneck version of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And House Carol took the throne. Yes, she did. That's, that's, a, that's a, a small spoiler, but... It's one of those shows that just when you think it can't get any crazier, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to say what the most shocking part of the show was for me, but I, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it because it's one of the most shocking things I've ever seen on camera. Yeah. And, and I think you know what part I'm talking about. The, yeah. um, There's a lot the, of, the, a lot the of death. shocking scenes in, uh, in it that... I just can't even like I like I, I so much happened like it was that thing went places man <laughs> like I don't even know where to start and I, to I put it wanna... bluntly and I can't remember the guy's name but the guy who was uh, Joe Exotic's campaign manager yeah his tagline for his life should be I've seen some shit yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Like he was just thrown in an impossible situation. The weird thing is, like, there's no one, no one in that show that's like redeemable or like like a decent human being. Maybe one or two people. The chick that got her arm ripped off. Yeah, I felt bad for her. And maybe the guy that had no legs. Maybe him. 
Yeah, he was he was okay. But he seemed like the kind of guy that would help you bury a body if you needed him to. Yeah. So he's, he kind of has a, sh- a shady side to himself, too. I Am The Rampage says, I hadn't heard of it until Jason mentioned it on Facebook. It was just madness. <laughs> that's like, that's putting it mildly. I And the thing is, is like after this drop, they were talking about the, what was it, the sheriff? or whatever in that county in Florida just put out a like opened up the cold case for her mm-hmm. for Carol's husband. Yep. She, she killed that dude. Oh, <laughs> zero doubt in my mind. I I knew after the second episode that she did it. Oh my gosh, she killed that dude, man. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Both her and Joe Exotic to me are terrible people. Yeah. But at least Joe Exotic owns the fact that he's a terrible person. Yeah. Carol, she she's the type of person that'll be nice to your face and then she will stab you in the back and twist the knife. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I after it was done, I just had to sit there for a few minutes and just be like, "What did I just witness?" Like Well, I I'll say this, and, and you know it from the photo I sent you. So I Friday, I started the show on Friday, and I was craving a little Mexican food. So I ordered, um, or I went and got, there's a really good re- Mexican restaurant not far from me called La Hacienda. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed, while watching Tiger King, chicken quesadilla, beef enchilada, all covered in cheese sauce with chips and queso. And some margaritas and cheese. <laughs> All that plus Tiger King made for a very, very good yeah. Friday night. So I Oh man. I don't I don't even Yeah, it was uh I did a, a you can't oh, go ahead anything that, that crazy. Like I I've never seen like a television show with that many like twists and turns and just like and one of my favorite parts of the entire thing was when they revealed to um what was his name the, the Joe's first husband the guy with the messed up teeth that was shirtless John Finley yeah the guy that was shirtless the entire time for no reason whatsoever which he's not happy with that documentary by I'm the way sure there there's a lot a lot of people who aren't and the they told him that the one guy the guy with the bowl cut that had the the lemur and the, I guess it was a pawn shop or something. The guy that like ran all the 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 strip strip clubs and stuff. Yeah, how he was working with the feds to turn in state's evidence, and the guy was just like, "What?" Like he didn't even know. And yeah, he was like, "Yeah, that's that's news to me." Yeah, exactly. It's like, good God, man! There's so many twists and turns. Yeah, I did a live show last night about it, and I, I talked for almost a full hour about nothing but Tiger King. <laughs> and I had a ton of contribution from the chat. Wally was in the chat, too. Oh, yeah. I wish I could I think it was, there. I think I, he might have been the one who said it, but one of the best quotes from that entire show, I'm never going to financially recover from this. Yeah, the, the, that poor girl gets her arm bitten off by a tiger, and... Joe has enough time to go get his EMS, his EMT jacket to put on for that situation. And then he walks into the gift shop and he's like, 
Sorry, everybody. One of our people got their arms ripped off. We're gonna have to uh, <laughs> give you have a close-up shot. Today. Yeah, and everybody's just like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "I will never financially recover from this." I'm like, "You got that right." Something I've enjoyed just as much as the show. The memes for oh, this have been memes epic. Are... Oh, my <laughs> my favorite one that I sent, that I've sent you is the Wheel of Fortune one where. Jo- Joe says, I'd like to solve it. It says that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh, the memes are just off the hook crazy the last couple of days, and I'm loving it. And I'm, I, I think wonder, there has to be a season two. Do you think the Tiger King would have been as big of a hit if we weren't all sequestered for, you know, the uh, for unforeseeable future? Uh, to a lesser extent. I think it would have been a hit regardless just because of how insane it is. Mm-hmm. But it, And I mentioned this on my show too, but it dropped at the perfect time because of everyone having to stay inside. Yeah. And that's what everybody's been talking about. When we did, um, we had a, a virtual meeting for work on um, uh, last Friday. And this was like the, you know, the day before I watched the show. And they were going on for like 15 minutes about Tiger King after the meeting was over. It was insane. Like, everybody in the office had already watched it. Like, when it, when it first popped up, the, the first thing I thought was, like, if they make a movie of this, they need to have David Spade play <laughs> Joe Exotic because it wouldn't be that far off from Joe Dirt. <laughs> no. Either him or uh, Danny McBride yes, would be great. One of those two. Who would play? Um, who would play Carol? Oh, um, I don't know. Oh, I've got it. Kathy Bates. Yeah, she could be a perfect for that role. Because what was that Stephen King movie she was in, where she played like a, a nutcase fan? Oh, misery. Yeah, misery. Yeah. You, I, I could see Kathy Bates doing oh, yeah. that. <laughs> If if anybody listening to this, if you have not seen the Tiger King yet, and you're one of those people that's just like, yeah, it's it's too mainstream. I don't want to watch it. Everybody's watching. You have to watch it. It's batshit crazy. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, and it's and it's it's not done yet. It's like that part of the story is done, but there's still stuff happening. So there's gonna be a season two which is probably going to even be even more batshit crazy. A little uh, Florida trivia fact. So the hospital that Joe Exotic got arrested at is like less than 10 minutes from where I work. <laughs> I know. It's in Gulf Breeze. <laughs> it's near. Um, it's right near the beach entrance. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Beach sign. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, hey, I've been there. Yeah, I figured you'd you'd recognize that because it's like yeah, right, it's like right on your back door. Yeah, oh, it man. was. And the thing is, I don't remember him getting arrested here. I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, and that wasn't too long ago either. So, God, had I known he ran for president, would have voted for him. <laughs> I remember seeing that on uh, last week tonight. I remember that segment in 2016. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think, but I, I really can't remember seeing him. I, I didn't know of any of this whole situation until I watched the whole series. Mm-hmm. 
I'm so glad you watched it. <laughs> it you you were not wrong. It was definitely a roller coaster ride. You can eventually I'm gonna watch it again because it's like I, I feel like there's probably stuff that I even missed. Yeah, I need to let it settle for a bit before I even attempt to try to watch it again. God, that was a Jerry Springer wet dream. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Oh, man, but um, anything else you want to talk about before we go into the news for tonight? Um, not really. I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, Florida's going into pretty much a shutdown. Yep. Uh, well, as we record this, it'll be tomorrow night, but if people listen to this the day it comes out, it'll be tonight. Um, so I've actually got to go into my office for a bit to shoot some video footage. And then after that, it's pretty much going to be buckled down at home, went by the store today. Mm-hmm stocked up on food and everything so gonna be in it for the long haul yes sir same here uh, oh well we'll get through yeah it. yeah we will but uh, let's go ahead and move into the news shall we we got some good stuff to talk about. actually i'm gonna let you take this first story because this one's a, a doozy so this was a very nice surprise that dropped to our good friends over at IGN.com. Nintendo reportedly planning Mario remasters for Switch to celebrate Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary. And God, that makes me feel old. Like, I'm not 35 yet, but it still makes me feel old. You think I'm uh, for... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's see. The original story, in honor of Super Mario Brothers' 35th anniversary, Nintendo is said to be getting ready a big celebration that will include plans to re-release most of Mario's 35-year back catalog this year. As reported by VGC, multiple sources have confirmed this news that also states a new installment in the Paper Mario series will be arriving on Nintendo Switch in 2020. These games are set to be revealed alongside new details on both the Super Nintendo World theme park and the animated Super Mario Brothers movie projects that Nintendo is working with Universal on. Uh, one part of the celebration, according to VGC, was the special interactive Lego Mario set, which we talked about. Uh, da, 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 da. Trying to see. Okay, so if the reports are accurate and assuming the games will not be delayed due to COVID-19 or other factors, Nintendo Switch owners will be able to look forward to the following Mario titles in 2020. Super Mario 64. Super Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, Mario 3D World, a new Paper Mario game, and other 3D Mario titles. Now, there is an update, and it says here, uh, further details have emerged. VGC has added to its report that Mario 64, Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy will be treated as a special anniversary collection rather than straight ports to Switch. Its own sources also supports earlier reports about the port of Mario 3D World, which is allegedly set to be a deluxe edition with new levels and content. Give me all of them. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Give me I, a brand I will... new updated uh, um, Super Mario All-Stars too. I'll take it. I think this is the perfect way to celebrate mario's 35th anniversary because can you imagine if they remastered mario 64 oh dude they have to at some point i mean this would because, be a perfect platform to do it on too on the switch perfect 
because Mario 64, even with the polygon graphics, it's still one of the greatest games ever made. Like, not just Mario games. To me, it's one of the greatest games ever made. And, uh, and the, the Super Mario 3D World, that was the one that came out on the Wii U, wasn't it? Correct. That was the one with the, the cat, uh, the yeah. cat suit. And, okay, yeah, because uh, not a lot of people got to play that one because no one bought a Wii U. I will say 3D World was a fun game. Like, I, I wouldn't put it on the category of, like, a Mario 64 or a Mario Galaxy. But it was still a fun game. Like, it was a good party game. Yeah. And I, Mario Galaxy, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about those games anymore. But both 1 and 2 were really, really good. Yeah, I'd love to play Galaxy again. That was a great, great Mario title. And Galaxy 2, which I see is not on the list, but Galaxy 2 was even better. Yeah. But I'm okay with Galaxy 1. It's absolutely a great game. And um, the what, what was it called for? They had for the Wii. It was the Super Mario Brothers, the new Super Mario Brothers, or something yeah. like that. It played like the old mm -hmm. uh, 2D Mario games, just yeah. with updated graphics. And they don't even need to update it from that. It looked good enough then. They just need to redo it and put it out yeah. on the Switch. They should honestly like sprinkle these games throughout the year. Yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. I mean, I'd love to have them all drop at the same time, but if that happens, then you're like, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches, and you're going to have like, <laughs> you know, uh, what do they call that, where it's paralyzation of choice or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't know what to play. Just to go through real quick, so IGN also added a link to their review of every Mario game oh, ever made. Cool. And the lowest one I saw was like a seven. Which one was, what, was that? Let's see. Uh, Mario Land for Game Boy got a 7.5. Oh, okay. Mario World only got an 8.5. See, I did get to play Paper Mario for a bit, but I never, I didn't get to play it, like, really get into it. And that's another one I would love to play. Uh, I, I want to go back through and play through the original Paper Mario. And the sequel was good, too. The Thousand Year Door for mm -hmm. GameCube. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, eight Mario sixty four DS got eight point nine. Uh, well, Mario Galaxy two got a ten. City, so you think these are gonna come out like for free to play on the Switch, or is this gonna be something that has to be purchased? If I had to guess, I think it's going to be part of a collection that you have to purchase. Okay. I mean, I don't. I hope that, that you can buy I, them individually, but. But I'll be honest. I think if if they really wanted to like do a, a great thing, they would drop uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, um, and Paper Mario for free on the Switch as just like a thirty fifth anniversary. Thank you for being. Loyal Nintendo fans, here are three, you know, games that are hard to play now that you can have right here on your Switch. Mm -hmm. I think that would, and everything, I don't mind, you know, paying again for, like, uh, you know, like Mario Galaxy, stuff like that. You know, I don't, I don't think it should be a $50 game. I think it should be, like, maybe 20 bucks, 15 yeah. 20 bucks. Or if they have, like, a big collection for 50 60 bucks. now that I could see. I am the Rampage says, I'm honestly not a fan of the Galaxy games. I prefer New Super Mario Brothers. Must be the old man in me. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I'm an old man too, but I really, really enjoyed uh, 
Super Mario Galaxy. Like, I thought it was really well done. And looking for the stars, like, it was really just, like, captured my attention. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think it did a great job of incorporating the, um, the Wii controller as all right. well. All right, so who is Goro187 in the chat room? I have a feeling I know who that is. <laughs> Are we getting trolled? Yeah, we're getting trolled. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, I consider that a, a term of success yeah. if we have a troll. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's uh, You troll away. Yeah, cool. But, but no, I, I'm super excited for those games. Yeah, me too. I, I just, like you said, I hope they don't drop them all at the same time. I hope they kind of pepper them out through the year. Yeah. But on to our next story. Uh, Falcon Punch. This is from NintendoLife.com. Falcon Punch is a new Nintendo-focused print magazine, and it sounds amazing. Former Superplay illustrator and current Rare staffer Will Overton has announced on Twitter that he's part of a team which is creating That Most Uncommon of Beasts, a Nintendo-centric print magazine. Uh, Falcon Punch will boast Overton's trademark anime-style artwork and will aim to cover features and reviews rather than the latest news. Um, let's see. The rest of the team are Chris Smith of Retro Collect and Maximum Power Up. We used to get a lot of our news from Retro Collect back in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee Garbett of Pug Hoof Gaming. Uh, let's see. Danny Major. Um, and let's see, he, I guess he was on, uh, this site too, Nintendo Life, uh, said they're still trying to find the right balance in terms of content, but the magazine will cover all eras of Nintendo history. We'll have a particular focus on community engagement and, um, let's see, uh, when magazines were packed with reader artwork and letters asking silly questions about which console was best. So I'm ex kind of excited about this. I, I would love to have a, another print magazine because I miss Nintendo Power. Yeah, that and Electronic Gaming Monthly were my two go-tos. And, and I love the, the Captain N artwork on this article. It's really good. But no, it, I, I, it'd be cool. You know, I, I haven't bought a print magazine in a long time. Yeah. So it'd be cool to, cool to change that. Looks pretty cool. So, I like the artwork. It's very anime style. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that uh, you put this next story in here because this actually is something that I, I've talked about at work for a bit. Um, this comes to us from GameSpot.com. Nintendo Switch is sold out. Prices surge due to shortage. With supply chains globally reacting to the rapid spread of the coronavirus or COVID-19, stock shortages of numerous goods are expected. If you've been tempted by the recent release of Animal Crossing New Horizons and plan on picking up a new Nintendo Switch to play, you might be out of luck already. The stock of Nintendo's handheld console has become almost impossible to find beyond third-party sellers. Even a recent and pretty pricey Nintendo Switch bundle from GameStop sold out, though the Switch Lite bundles are still available. Ring Fit Adventure has been facing shortages for a while, as well as many scramble to find a way to stay active and occupied while stuck inside. A little bit of a personal story. So two co-workers of mine texted me separately and said should i get a switch mm -hmm. and i said well, the answer i would obviously give and that's sure you know i, I had you somebody absolutely the other should. day asking me uh what console they should get for their kids that are 
out of school right now and said the perfect console would be the Switch because you can, not only is it portable, but you can hook it up to the TV as well, and it's got the two, you know, uh, the two controllers on the side that you can take off, and they can both use a controller. So it's like it's the perfect console, but I don't know where she's going to find one because I haven't seen one anywhere. Yeah, one of my coworkers found one on Facebook Marketplace and got a bundle with the Switch, um, Zelda, and what other game was it? It wasn't Smash Brothers because she bought that separately. Yeah. I can't remember what the other game was, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely a sign because things like the Switch, um, I've noticed webcams have sold out everywhere because I had oh, yeah. to loan my webcam out to another coworker who couldn't find one. So I'm having to use the webcam that's built into my laptop for the time being. And it says right here that you, uh, the buying a switch on Amazon is going to cost you $439 or two thirty for a switch light. But the bad thing is, is you don't know when it's going to get shipped out because it's not an essential item. Yeah. The next month or so is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Because you're still going to have those people who are going to fight the rules. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, this thing's going to keep spreading if people don't, I don't want to say don't do as they're told, but don't do as they're told. Yeah. <laughs> people just what better way to it. do that than, <laughs> than play the Switch? Exactly. I've almost beat my, I've been doing a playthrough again of Secret of Mana, and I've already um, almost beaten it. Wow. I started it over the weekend. Like, other than watching Tiger King, that's all I did How long over the weekend to, was play Secret of, Mana. Secret of Mana. Um, if you know what you're doing, I'd say, like, three or four days. Oh, really? That long? That long huh? Yeah, it's a pretty lengthy game. Hmm. Yeah, but they, I, they have it. It's on the collection of mana yeah. on the Switch. There's So I didn't know this, but the prequel to Secret of Mana was actually a Final Fantasy game called Final Fantasy Adventure. Then there's Secret of Mana and then Trials of Mana, which I might try out next because I've never played any of the other games in that universe. But it's worth checking out. I mean, you get three games in one. Uh, Mirage Leonardo has joined us in the chat room. Said Trials of Mana look looks really good. He's down. They're downloading it. Uh, the demo right now. I didn't know there was a demo for it. Yeah, I didn't know either. Hmm. I think I know what I have to download tonight. Yeah. But uh, for our last story tonight, this comes from GamesRadar.com. Sega has special content and giveaway planned for the 60th anniversary. I didn't know Sega was 60 years old already. Whew. Sega is I didn't know either. Yeah, it, it's impending 60th birthday with a new commemorative website and promises for special content coming on the big day, June 3rd. Um, there's a lot to unpack in the new website. There's a semi-interactive section that takes you through the six decades of Sega's history, awarding you a score at the end for how many panels you watched. Um, let's see... There is a, a new strangely enchanting ambassador replacing famed Sega mascot Sagata Sanshiro. The new mascot is the real-life son of the actor who played the original, and he's every bit as enigmatic. Uh, there's a trailer here below. Let's see. They are uh, special content. Let's see. Uh, 
continuing to engage with us. Well, it doesn't really say what is coming with it, but it says um, they're giving you the chance to win an impressively premium leather chalk bag. Uh, all you need to do is enter your name. Is, enter your name is send Sega a sweet message between April 31st and June 30th, after which the winners will be drawn. So I guess you need to go to the actual website to uh, uh, enter for the, the leather bag that they're going to be giving away. Which I want. That does look pretty cool. It's got a little Sonic on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes me happy. No, it, it looks really cool. I had no clue Sega was 60 years old. I didn't either. See, they make it That's look all big, but it's actually it's like the size of a fanny pack. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh, never mind. Oh, well, like a, <laughs> like a, like a leather messenger bag. Yeah, that's like something to carry my laptop in would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it, I, it's still a cool thing, but no, if it's that small, never mind. Well, that does it for the news this evening. So let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history. On April 19th of 1982, Namco releases Dig Dug, manufactured by Atari in North America. Hey, who hasn't played Dig Dug? Yeah, my, my girlfriend said that the game I've been playing the last few days that I'm going to review tonight, Anodyne, she said look like Dig Dug. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it does, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I Dig Dug is one of those things that... You know, it was in arcade machines and like doctor's offices and dentist's office. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much on every arcade compilation that you can find. I remember Dig Dug was at the Pizza Hut when I was a kid. I, I don't remember where I saw Dig Dug. It might have just been in the arcade. But I know at the dentist office that I've mentioned several times, it was um, Bust a Move and Burger Time. Yeah, I only was know there. Dig Dug from the arcades. I don't ever remember it being like anybody owning it for like a home system, like for Atari or Nintendo or anything. Yeah, well, that had to have been where I saw it. Yeah. In April of 1985, Atari Games releases Paperboy with a controller modeled after bicycle handlebars. Paperboy was fun <clears throat> in the arcade. I didn't like playing it on the Nintendo. Never played Paperboy. It was fun in the arcade. I know there was a sequel that was made for a Super Nintendo that I thought about picking up to do a review. You should, watch and I might still the, do that uh, somewhere down the line. The Angry Video Game Nerd review of Paperboy. I need to check out some of his videos you this do. weekend. You got time now. <laughs> I do. I, I got a. I've decided this weekend I'm going to finish Picard. Oh yeah, because I, I haven't finished finish it, it yet. Too. I've I've only watched up to like episode four. I got to finish it. Yeah, I'm on, I think the third episode. Yeah. So I've I've got I've got a ways to go, but. Yeah, same here. That's that's what the weekend's for. I was gonna finish it, but then I got caught up in that damn Tiger King. <laughs> uh, let's that see. damn Carol Baskins. Damn Carol Baskins. Uh, let's see. In April 1986, Sega releases Wonder Boy, the first in the series. Wasn't Wonder Boy one of their original mascots? Or they were trying to make him the mascot? 
not to be confused with the bread. Yeah, Wonder Bread. I actually bought some Wonder Bread at the store today. That's um, Wonder I, Bread uh, peanut butter jelly sandwich sounds good right now. I should have had that for dinner, but I like I was I was starving on the way home, so I I went through a drive through instead, which I shouldn't have done because I've been trying to eat better. But yeah, me too. I just I had to. It was a, a sharp contrast to that steak and eggs that I had for breakfast. <laughs> I had half a Little Caesars pizza for dinner tonight. Oh, some hot and ready. <laughs> yeah, hot and ready. We've become like really big product placement. Yeah, people. I know. Somebody <laughs> asked us about that last week. Are you guys doing product placements now? Like, no, we just start talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not saying that, you know, this segment is brought to you by Little Caesars. No. We're just saying what I not, ate for not, dinner tonight. No, not not at all. But no, I, I remember us talking about Wonder Boy, but I, I've I have yet to play it. Let's see. Uh but a game that I have played. On April 21st of 1989, we actually just mentioned this a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. Nintendo releases Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, introducing Princess Daisy to the Mario series. Daisy. I loved Mario Land growing up. I It was one of my go-to games on the Game Boy, but I could never beat it. And I decided one day as an adult, because I downloaded it on the, the 3DS, and it turned out to be way shorter than I remembered. And the the kid in me felt like the biggest failure on the planet because I could not beat it. Yeah. But it, it's it's not as good as like Mario Land 2 or Wario Land, but it, it set the foundation. And, and it's very primitive Game Boy technology as far as the graphics go. Speaking of feeling like a failure, uh, I've decided uh, over the next, uh, cor- over the quarantine, very soon, probably this weekend, I'm going to start streaming again, and I'm going to defeat Ninja Gaiden during the quarantine. I'm going to, to beat that damn game. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it live so that I have proof. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to put it out there because I told Steve Wise that Servi would make it to 50 festivals, mm-hmm. and it made it to 50. I said what was going to happen at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And that happened. You're a freaking I'm going to say it. <laughs> you're you're going to beat. You're going to get your white whale. All right. We'll see. Maybe this weekend. Hopefully. Maybe so. Uh, let's see. Maybe so. April of 1983, Midway releases Mortal Kombat 2 for the arcade WMS Industries. Owner of Midway at the time reported its 1993 sales. In the quarter ending December 31st, rose to 101 million from 86 million, and said much of its revenue gain was related to the sale of the arcade version of Mortal Kombat 2. That's a lot of money for 1993. Mm-hmm. Well, Mortal Kombat, you know, the first game really took the gaming world by storm. And I would probably say two is probably the better game. Because it does a great job of adding to the lore that was set up in the original game. It also introduces uh, Shao Kahn. Yeah. I, I still personally, like for sentimental reasons, I still enjoy the original more, but I will say 2 is probably a better game. And Baraka, my favorite character to use. Yep. The greatest troll and... in video game history. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> Baraka. Way OP. Yes, the original OP. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. April 30th of 1996, LucasArts releases Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures for Windows and Mac. I remember us talking about it. seems like yesterday we were talking about this. Yeah. Been a year already? Wow. I feel like if you were to combine the universes of Indiana Jones and Tron, you would get this. I just watched Indiana Jones and the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark again the other night, and I've been wondering, I've been asking all my movie friends uh, that love the Indiana Jones movie and stuff, like, how did he know to close his eyes when the Ark was opened? I like to think it's a tip he picked up um, after he made the Kessel Run. Yeah. <laughs> close your eyes, Joey! <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a movie series i have not watched in a long time and that is indiana jones oh they're so good i think the original one is still my favorite like the last crusade is fun with sean connery but that that original movie man was oh yeah like it's a premiere adventure story when i was watching it the other night it was just just kind of casually watching it i noticed a lot of bad edits in it like bad cuts Mm -hmm. and now I can't unsee them, and I don't know why I saw them. I just noticed them, and now I'm not going to be able to not see them again. Now I, know if, I don't know I if hate, I want to watch it now. I hate knowing how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when I first started taking production classes in college, ruined my view on movies, because mm -hmm. all I would do is critique them, <laughs> and it bothered me. Uh, now, uh, two more left. We got April 29th of 1997. Star Wars X-Wing versus TIE Fighter is released for Microsoft Windows. It is the third installment of the X-Wing series. I love the X-Wing games. Still got to play them. I wish they would do a remaster of those. That would be awesome. I think those would make decent money. I think they would, too. Because you had a, a crowd, you know... Much like yourself, you know, my uncle played these games. I think they would have a, a good following if they were to release them. I would definitely buy them, especially if they, you know, did a remaster of them and you could use them with dual analog sticks. Like, they were kind of on-rail shooters a little bit. At least I know the, the, the first couple were. If they kind of loosen that up a little bit, I don't know. I, I just, I really like those games and, and I loved because I used to have the flight stick and everything when I was a kid. I just, I love those games. Uh, I am the Rampage says in the chat, I'm working on Super Castlevania 4. I'm on the final battle. I never actually played it as a kid. That's a tough slog, Ooh. man. <laughs> yeah, that, I couldn't beat that game because I remember reviewing it, I think last year for um, Halloween month. Mm hmm. And that game's freaking hard. It's great, but it's hard. Really yeah. hard. Yeah. But to close us out for this month in video game history, on April 27th, 2000, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is released in Japan for the N64. Still one of the most underrated Zelda titles of all time. I still need to play it. And if, if Nintendo's going back and they're redoing Mario 64 and stuff, they need to go back and redo... Uh, the Legend of Zelda games for the Nintendo 64 and give them a, a overhaul, do a remaster on them. Well, you know that story we talked about a while back that Nintendo wants to put out a Zelda title every year. Mm -hmm. That'd be the which actually, way to do it. Which brings me to a bold prediction that I have. 
I think we're getting the Breath of the Wild sequel this holiday. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm I'm st- still surprised they haven't said anything about Metroid yet. Well, because in that direct that came out last week, they didn't say anything about Zelda or Metroid. I, I'm like, come on, give us something. Like, just a little nugget, you know? Even like a 30-second cutscene. I don't even need that. I just need, like, I just need a dark screen with, like, that, you know, that ominous Metroid music and just Metroid 4 on the screen real slow. And that's all I need to see, and I will shit my pants (laughs) right there. And then it says at the very end, available now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I would pass out if that happened, honestly. I don't think I could handle it. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it, but no, uh, Majora's Mask, fantastic game. Yeah, I reviewed it a while back on this show. It's essentially like a giant side quest, but it has one of the more intriguing storylines of the entire franchise. Yeah, and it's very, very dark for a Zelda game. I would love to play it. I just don't want to go back and play that controller. I just don't want to do it. They've got to re-release it at some point. If they were to announce it, you know, whenever they do their next Direct, because I think they'll do another one during the summer. If they were to announce either Breath of the Wild 2 or a combo remaster of Ocarina and Majora... That would be the thing. I I would be happy. That was the only reason I I never finished Ocarina of Time, because I just don't want to play that controller anymore. I, I I don't blame you. It's hard to I really don't blame play you. Nintendo 64. As much as I would love to. Oh, I we didn't even put in the news. I can't believe we forgot about this. They're re-releasing um uh Pod Racer for Oh Nintendo yeah, Switch. that I can't was believe we forgot. That was the big story from the direct. Yeah. That that's being re-released. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> that I, it's so really good. It was a nice little surprise. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm really happy about that. I, I think being on the Switch is the perfect place for it to live. Oh, absolutely. That's the perfect console to play that game on. And now that you're going to have dual analog, oh, oh, oh it's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But uh, you want to go ahead and do the Patreon shout-outs before we go into the review for this evening? Yeah, as always, we'd like to give a shout out to our awesome friends over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Armez J, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, and Carlos Longoria. Thank you guys for keeping the lights on for us. And if you want to contribute to our Patreon, help us get back to that $50 level so we'll do an extra commentary episode every month. For you guys, you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Hey, you want to know something? I completely forgot to put the uh, the song in here. <laughs> give me give me one second, and I will move it. <laughs> I feel so bad now. Why no, you're good. I forget to do that. Here we go. Let me find it, and then I will open it up in here. And I was trying to do it really fast while you were doing the, the thing, but. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go.
is so good. I know you can't hear it, Derek, but it's like a mixture of like, it's almost like Metroid meets um, Tron meets uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> that makes any sense whatsoever. So it's Jeff Bridges in Samus's armor enjoying cherry pie? Yes, and a damn fine <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, not just a cup of coffee, a damn yeah, fine cup of coffee. Damn fine cup of coffee. And no, I, I was I was going to tell you the music sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fix that. I don't know how it got changed, but we'll fix that for next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of it over the weekend. Uh, Anodyne is an action adventure game developed by Analgesic Productions. That's a cool name for a video game production company. Uh, it's pronounced analgesic, not analgesic. Uh, <laughs> after a nearly year-long development through Hantani and Kitaka's last years in college, the game was released on February 4th, 2013 for Windows PC, Mac, uh, X, and Linux. An Android version was released as part of a Humble Bundle on October 15th, 2013. Nintendo Switch version, which is the one I played, was released on February 28th, 2019. Soundtrack was also made available for purchase at the time of release, including all the music in the game as well as a few bonus tracks. Um, the let me tell you a little bit about the. It's such a weird game. Like I wish there was the. I wish they had the plot written here, but it's basically just it's played by exploring a dream world of the game's protagonist, Young, who kind of looks like a little almost like a little mad scientist like he it, it, it's weird like he's got the goggles on and like the white hair he's, it's really cool looking uh gameplay involves the use of two primary items a broom and shoes for jumping and you very beginning of the game you don't have any weapons you have to um go and get your broom which is your main weapon throughout the game and you can get upgrades to the broom i know it sounds stupid but trust me it's kind of cool the way it works in the game uh, and then later on, in the, the further you get into the game, there's a lot of places you can't get to unless you have the shoes to jump, because you can't jump until you get the shoes. Uh, you get that later in the game. Uh, game takes place in adjacent screen-sized rooms that make up the gameplay's areas. Player explores dungeons, which are sets of rooms with puzzles and enemies, as well as other areas that focus less on combat and pu puzzles, such as a red swamp-like area in a dimly lit forest. The player is required to find a certain number of cards in order to progress to the end sections of the game. So basically, there is this kind of overworld hub area where each time you go to an area, you have to find all the items in the area, um, and you have to get what uh, the cards. Each area has a card that you have to get. And the more cards you get, um, you have to collect all these cards because there are certain gates throughout the game that you can't get to certain areas until you have a certain amount of cards for the gate to open for you to access these other areas. Um, and in the overworld hub area, it's a cool place where it's like, it's almost like a, like a, a tree almost like where you go up a, a screen and there'll be four, uh, portals to jump through, or you could go to the screen over, or to the right. There's another couple of portals over there to jump through. 
And um, you can't go through all the portals at once. You have to go through world by world. And each world, you, you know, you finish that world and then you move on to the next world. But then there will still be places in that world that you finish that you can't get to until you get certain items and stuff like that. But once you finish a world... When you're in the overworld section, there's a little red dot that appears over the doorway that you would jump through to go to that world to let you know that you've collected everything in that area. So as you open up these different worlds, um, different like kind of sections of the map, and what it is is there's like in each section of the map, there's this um, portal area on the ground, like this portal that you stand on. You press the button and that takes you to the to kind of the overworld portal area. And you can go to different areas of the map, different worlds you've been to. It's kind of cool. It's very much like um, the gameplay is a lot. Like the game reminds me a lot of A Link to the Past. But <clears throat> the kind of the, I guess the gameplay is a little more like a mixture of Star Tropics, uh, Zoda's Revenge. And Legend of Zelda, um, because you have a little more freedom of movement than moving, like, kind of like, you know, it's not very restrictive like the original Zelda was or anything. Um, and the puzzles get harder as you get further and further into the game. Like, you use, uh, there, there'll be parts of the room where it's, it's so hard to explain because it's so weird. Like, you have to get on these little, um, buttons like you jump on them and sometimes they're either red or green green means you can just jump on it and go and like you have to kind of go like because it takes you from one platform to the other like it's too far to jump so you would have to get on that little thing and it moves along a certain path to get you to the other side but sometimes there's different um like uh combinations to be able to get through the room to get through another door so but the ones that are red you actually have to find um clumps of dust <laughs> that you sweep up with the broom and then you use that clump of dust to turn the little thing from red to green so you can use that little little uh i don't even know what it is it's like a <clears throat> it's like a little platform that moves. So it's kind of weird. Then there's other sections you go through where there's these little computers that have little force fields up and you got to like hit, move from room to room hitting the different um, computers that open and close like the different little doors and stuff. It's like it's huge puzzles that you have to go through. And especially like last night, I know I'm talking a lot. Now I'll, I'll let you get a No, you're no you're good. <clears throat> you're good. Like, I just like, I got a weird notification where like I'm kind of stuck on an area right now because I was in the in this area where I'm trying to figure out how to get back out of the room after I've gotten the card that's in that that particular dungeon. But I'm trying to make my way back to the beginning. But there's a certain way I have to hit the computers to open up the different like uh, areas. And <clears throat> I couldn't figure it out last night. And I was getting frustrated, so I stopped. And I haven't finished the game yet, but I'm like six or seven hours in at this point. Um, I think I still have about four or five areas left to open, which I'm going to because this game is so damn addictive. But I went to, I was like, I can't finish this tonight. It's, it's driving me crazy. I can't figure out how to get back out of the room. 
So I just kind of left it and went to bed. And the first thing I woke up this morning, I was like, it hit me. I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing wrong. I was doing it completely backwards. I have to go back in and do it the complete other way. So I'm kind of waiting like later tonight to get back on the game so I can finally finish this damn room I'm in. But any questions <laughs> thus far about the game, Anodyne? Well, the big thing for me, normally whenever you review something, I'll read a little bit about it beforehand. But this, I specifically, because I know how much you've enjoyed this game because you texted me about it over the weekend and you've mentioned it a couple of times on the show. I, I wanted to go in pretty much completely cold and hear what you had to say about it. And the, the gameplay actually sounds really intriguing. So I, I think that's the thing that stands out to me the most. And uh, it's not on sale anymore, unfortunately. Oh, no, it was when you texted me to, oh, okay. saying that I should get it. It was already um, not on sale anymore. But uh, if it's as good as you're saying it is, then I still think it's it's worth getting. So yeah, I don't know. It's what something the, that um, I will probably. Get. I don't know what the full price of it is. It was ninety nine cents for a while, and that's when it's I nine ninety nine. Oh, it's nine ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's worth ten bucks easily because <clears throat> you're gonna have, especially like being during this uh period we're in of you know quarantine this is one of the perfect games to that this would be on my quarantine list like this game has taken up a lot of my time over the last week and a half mhm mm i mean it it sounds like a, a really almost different type of game it is but one but one that i think i would actually enjoy and the thing is is like you know when the game first couple of worlds of the of playing it, i thought the i thought the puzzles were a little bit you know too easy but the further you get into the game the more difficult the puzzles start to become and i'm at that point in the game where i'm just like it's like ugh, i can't figure this out and then i'll have to put it down and then think about it for a little while and come back with a like you know like a fresh fresh set of eyes and be like oh, okay this is how you do that and it, it's really cool i mean i i love the the 16-bit look about it it's got like a you know it looks like a 16-bit game <clears throat> but it's got a really cool soundtrack to it and there's a lot of different looks to it too like um different areas of it like one part of like look a lot like um you know link to the past and then <clears throat> that same kind of art style, but then you go to another area that looks almost like, you know, like modern day, like post-apocalyptic, and then you go to another part that's like, it's weird, and it's like, almost goes into a horror game, where like, you go to this other area, and it's like, you go into this neighborhood, and everything's kind of monochrome, and <clears throat> looks like you're looking through like an old TV set or something, and everything's kind of like black and white monochrome, but everybody walking around is like a zombie. But then there's like these like almost ghost-like figures that you have to run from because if they touch you, you like automatically die. And it's weird. Like you talk to some of the people in the town and it's just like you have to kind of it's like a mystery. Like you got to kind of figure out what's going on. But then you'll go to another area that's like, you know, like I said, like a like a a weird marshy like swamp like area where everything's gross and just looks like just nasty. And then. You go to other parts that are like <clears throat> forested and it's just weird and like different areas and there's always something new to like discover and, and find. Like and the music just fits this game perfectly. 
Well, it's even got a list of all the tracks of the game on the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, it's got which is four tracks on it. Which I feel like is unusual for a full soundtrack to be listed yeah. on Wikipedia. And I think you briefly mentioned this when you first started your review, but this game came out for uh, Windows, iOS, and Android in 2013, but didn't make it to the consoles until PS4 in 2018. I think that's interesting that there was such a, a decent gap. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's an indie game for sure. <clears throat> but mm -hmm. I think just because, you know, it came out for those platforms i think it was just it's such a good game and you know like it was in the humble bundle in 2013 and then it's it's the perfect game for the switch because i just lay in bed you know with the headphones in at night and just play it in the dark and like just that the soundtrack and just the way the game looks and plays and just the aesthetic of the game is just completely like intriguing it keeps yeah. you going and just you want to get to the next area and you're like, oh, I just, <clears throat> I want to get this map opened up before I go to bed. You know, like I just, one more, couple more minutes, just a couple more minutes and you just keep going like that. And it's just one of those type of games. That's the sign of a good Switch game whenever you have the headphones in laying oh, yeah. in bed. Love that. Oh, and this, like I said, the, the sound of the game, like the music is like, like I said, the music sounds like it, it could be like, it's it's weird because it's like electronic but it's got like a a real twin peaks vibe to it and it's weird and it's almost sound like it would be like a tron soundtrack but like twin peaks and i don't i don't know just like it's you have to hear it to understand what i'm trying to say i think when you beat it laura palmer's going to show up probably <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I've got to check this game out. I will. I will download it this weekend. You should, and I will start it. Uh, the reception for the, the game. Um, wh oh, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said because I've got the time. Yeah, <laughs> I just wish you could have picked it up when it was 99 cents because I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, ah, I might as well get this. It's only a buck. Best dollar yeah. I ever spent on the Switch. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. I mean, ten bucks for a game like this still, I think, is is not terrible. Yeah. Uh, said Anandine was met with mixed though overall positive reviews. Uh, said it was compared to Z uh, Zelda games such as Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past, praising the game's pixel art and music style. Critics often praise the game's unsettling and surreal nature. That's another thing. It's got like a real unsettling, like I don't know. It's just it's I love the the aesthetic of the game and just it's real creepy and just weird. Uh, Polygon's Daniel Riendo stated that regarding Anodyne's world, fantasy and reality exist adjacent to one another, highlighting the central theme of disconnection nicely. That's perfect. I like that. Uh, and criticism of the game often centered around frustrating platforming sections, and the reception to Anodyne's narrative was very mixed. Um <clears throat> Yeah, because some of the platforming stuff is a little bit frustrating. Because um, there are some sections I found where it's easier to like kind of use the 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 stick, and sometimes I'm trying to use the you know the D pad. Like it's just sometimes it's kind of hard to get around like some of the platforming areas of the game. I mean, but mm -hmm. it's it's nothing that's like game breaking or anything. Yeah. 
But I can't wait to play it. I, I really want to know what you think about it because, like I said, I'm not through the game yet. I am going to finish it, but I'm roughly about six hours into the game right now, and I think I have maybe four more, three or four more sections to open up before I'm finished. And uh, mm-hmm. I've been playing the crap out of it the last week or so. And I'm, you know, I know I haven't finished it yet, but just from what I've played so far, it's going to get a solid nine. I mean, it's a wow. great, great game, and I highly recommend it. That's pretty awesome, actually, so for a you, game that you're not. I mean, six hours is a decent amount of time, but yeah. a game that you haven't beat that you put it that high. Like just from the fun I've had so far, just the you know the pla- the the action adventure of it, the RP. You know, it's like it's not really much of an RPG. Like you do get some items. It's not like a hard RPG. It's more of just like a a Zelda type RPG, like that action RPG genre, but it's just the the way the game plays, like the the world. I love it. I love everything about it. That's fantastic. Now I'm I'm excited to play it. And I want you to let me know as soon as you do, because I think you're gonna love, it. especially being a Zelda fan like you are. And there are a couple of uh, Zelda references in the game, and I can't wait to you. Uh, uh, come across some of them and i don't want to spoil it for you but there's one big one that made me laugh as soon as i saw it i was like oh man they're poking fun of of link (laughs) (laughs) that's exciting Uh, yeah that was uh that was my review for anodyne this week like i said i highly recommend it uh it's 10 bucks on the nintendo switch Maybe they'll put it on sale again soon, but it's worth 10 bucks. So if you got the time, you got the money, I definitely highly recommend it. Definitely got the time and 10 bucks isn't it really isn't that bad for a yeah. game. So I, a I'm Zelda okay with fan, that. If you're a Zelda fan, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Anything else you want to throw out there before we leave this evening? Yeah, as always, check out my show, The Derek Diamond Experience. New episodes drop every Thursday on all podcasting platforms. Uh, This week, I did a Facebook Live show talking all about Tiger King and even did a segment about where the characters are now. So that that was uh, (laughs) was a fun time. And I had, honestly, I think the most people who have watched a live version of my show ever watch that Tiger King episode. That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it would do decent just because it's such a relevant topic right now yeah. and everybody wants to talk about it. But uh, I also do uh, now that we're in quarantine. I've started doing my own morning show called The Daily Diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I've been doing top five lists. So like top five uh, TV shows, uh, TV show characters. Tomorrow I'm doing movie characters and Friday I'll be doing top five movies. Fantastic. which is going to be super hard. So that's on, uh, you can find that on the Derek Diamond Experience Facebook page, which you can follow on all forms of social media at D Diamond Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the Daily Diamond airs Monday through Friday uh, at 8.30 p.m., not p.m., a.m. Central Time. And I will be probably streaming very soon, so just keep an eye out on my Twitter page at jfunktastic and uh, watch me try to defeat Ninja Gaiden for the 11th thousandth time. I've got a feeling. Man, 
I don't know about you, but my sinuses have been going nuts lately because of all the pollen. Thankfully, it rained here. Ugh. Uh, I think it was yesterday, so that that helped out a lot with the pollen. Like one of my neighbors, a good chunk of their roof was just covered in pollen. Dude, I had and to wash my walk. car twice last week because I have a white car. It was yellow mm-hmm. <laughs> for a couple of days last week. It's killing me. Ugh. Oh man, but Jesus, I'm I'm ready to go and call it a night. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro@gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore Diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/nerdcaveretro, and we're also on Patreon at patreon.com/nerdcaveretro, where you can throw us a couple of bucks a month, or hell, even a dollar a month get us back up to that fifty dollar level and we will do those extra episodes every month for you you know commentary tracks and things that that nature we still got to do double dragon we got to do that commentary track too yes oh man this is gonna be fun and ninja turtles absolutely i want to do that too oh so much we got to do get us back up to that level everybody if you can't throw us a buck a month then leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold so Derek, please tell them what it's all about Carol did it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I have spoken. Monkey!